Hey, King. Hey, Beardski. Well, another week has passed. Closer to Christmas, we're uh, we're we're gonna be ringing in, ringing in a little happiness next week. Uh, you got anything in that sack for me? That's a loaded question. Is sitting on your lap doing this opening uncomfortable for you? Uh, no, uh, my body is ready. I got everything I wanted this year. <laughs> Heel Turn Radio, episode one sixty seven. We're gonna be talking about. Who's blowing up? Special presents for everybody and new beginnings in 2019. Could it be any better? But wait, there's more. An encore. We'll be back right after this. Biaaaaa! survey five breakout talents we're gonna do two segments first five breakout talents people we think are gonna have big years next year uh nationally internationally and then we'll come back we'll do another segment talk about some of the local people that we've seen make big strides we think we'll be moving maybe up to the next level or the next level of our uh, our fantastic mindy scene here do you have a numero uno my friend i do for me the top guy is Jeff Cobb. Oh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Smells good. He smells amazing. Yeah. Not as tall as you think. He wants you to squat down in his pictures. Maybe. Um, we can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh, I think this is Jeff Cobb's time. He is the current reigning and defending PWG World Heavyweight Champion. He also is the Ring of Honor Television Champion. Um... There's a lot of people moving and shuffling to different promotions, possible new promotions. Uh, I think there are very few people that aren't under contract with WWE that can give you what Cobb can give you. Um, He can hoss... He can flip the do. Um, he can strike. Although it's, it's probably the weakest part of his game. Um, the biggest thing is every match he's in feels like a huge match. So I, uh, I this is this is the time of Mister Athletic Jeff Cobb. Fair. It's a good one. Uh, I would say that maybe this is a bit of a stretch as she has made. A huge jump in this last year appearing on Impact Wrestling. My wrestler on the verge that I think she could go to... I think that she'd go to Japan. I think she could end up in WWE real easily. Uh, Jordan Grace. 
Jordan Grace has been nothing short of spectacular this last year, and getting a chance to see her just kind of leap up and up and up and up and up, um, her visibility, her kind of advocacy, her um, her top level Twitter game, uh, her her book that she put out about um, and and got submissions from other female wrestlers that was. Um, DMs of a female wrestler volume one and I think there's a volume two that is coming out um, make her kind of very very high on my on my list of fantastic people that are doing fantastic things in 2019 and beyond yeah numero dos or are we gonna are we gonna snake draft how Can about you go next that? because I can't remember how to say this gentleman's name uh, um, I and I can't and I want to make sure that I do it justice. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I do have a tendency this, to destroy names. This might be who you're talking about. He has a very hard to pronounce name, but uh, is is actually the the partner of Jordan Grace, and that's Jonathan Gresham. No, it is not. It's not Jonathan Gresham, but I I do. Jonathan Gresham is is my person though. Okay. Um, Jonathan Gresham, I have enjoyed everything that he has done in Ring of Honor. I think he's poised for a huge, huge year. Um, he is slated to take on some really interesting people in 2019 at Nova Pro. He's already scheduled over the uh, the WrestleMania weekend to fight uh, Shinjiro Otani uh, at the Nova Pro show in uh, Jersey City. I'm really, really pumped for um, for Jonathan Gresham and, and where he goes. Um, I think two people that have just been on fire and going out there and doing everything that they uh, can. Also, doing some coaching at the uh, ROH Dojo. So very, 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 very cool. Um, Going to be taking on Robbie Eagles, uh, or just took on, no, going to be taking on Robbie Eagles at uh, PWG coming up um, at uh, Hand of Doom. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Gresham, my numero dos. Oh, also this weekend, sorry. Uh, or was it last weekend? Shit, did I miss it? Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That, that was last weekend. That was... That's... Uh, that's, that's, that's crazy. Stupid. Stupid good. Um, um, sir. So number two for me, before I, I finally found the name I was looking for, but um, this individual gets circumvented by this other person. Someone we had a chance to see live. Oh, um, tell me more. Someone who I think is carrying the banner for um, independent wrestling, and they're turning the belt that they currently hold into a world title, and that's Piper Nevins. Oh, Viper. yeah. Um, Hell Yes. Someone who moves like there's no way someone of that size should be able to move. Um, tells exceptionally good stories in the ring uh, and can just flat out brawl when she has to. Um, absolutely great performer. Uh, and I think I was surprised she wasn't kind of snapped up in that signing push. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that she's out there making waves now and that she's going to get... I, I, my guess is by the end of the year, 
by the end of 2019 that she is under contract with WWE, but that would be somebody for me. Right. Your number three. Or, oh, back to me. Yeah. Sneaky Poos. Uh, Ilja Dragunov. Oh, who is this? You've not seen Ilja Dragunov? No, I did not. I, um, I don't know what's going... What is this? So, he was the WXW Unified World Wrestling Champion. He is... I... God, he's an absolute insane person. He teamed with Shingo at BOLA. Um, he's kind of been oh, one of yeah, Walter's yeah, okay. rivals over in Germany. Apparently had an injury a couple years ago that almost ended his career. And he's this is his kind of, he's been on a comeback. Well, we I've had a chance to watch some of his matches. And he is <laughs> dynamite. Yeah. Um, his intensity is outstanding and he wrestles a very very brutal style um unfortunately i don't think he's going to be signed i don't i think he missed his boat with his injury i think axel dieter and Walter. i think that you know he to me is a more fiery uh more entertaining version of timothy thatcher uh, and we both agree why timothy thatcher is a is a fun wrestler he you know to to watch I would not maybe choose him to be the most entertaining wrestler to watch. Um, I think Dragunov brings a lot of gravitas to his matches, and I think this could be a big year for him. Well, well, well. Man. I think... I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go across the pond. I'm going to go back to women's wrestlers... Uh, if you haven't had a chance to see um, Shirai in uh, in all of the competition that she's been in since she's been signed to um, NXT, essentially, um, I think that one of the other people that I would love to see come over is when she came over, I started watching a lot of her Joshi work um, and uh, Mayu Iwata... I, I would... I ever screwed Iwatani. Uh, Nakamura? Had, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Mayu Iwatani. Um, um, Ayo Shirai had a lot of her matches in Japan after the departure of um, uh, Asuka and some of, some of the other performers. I would really... I There has to be a critical mass... I think of Joshi wrestlers that are coming over and making an impact because I just, I, I finally see that spark in Asuka again on the main roster. And I really hope. Was it the spark that was used in a kendo stick to beat the bejesus out of people? Yeah. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, yeah. everybody, anybody. Um, I think that, uh, and I hope that, it means that they are continued to uh, continuing to bring people over um, and and bringing uh, you know I'd say the best wrestlers in the world, which I think um, squarely fall into um, the the realm of uh, of Joshi wrestling. Um, I would say the other person. I don't know that it's feasible but i would go out on a limb because i do think it's important um 
that he's healthy before he comes back. But when uh, Hiromu Takahashi comes back, I want Takahashi Naito at Wrestle Kingdom 14 so bad. I can taste it. Um, Little brother versus big brother? Yes, absolutely. There's such a bizarre love affair between those two. Those that makes me so happy. God, those interviews where he's like trying not to break being a cat and like <laughs> everything else, and like grooming the interviewer and stuff. And uh, I just love that he can break Naito. Naito yeah, yeah, so hard. Beyond tranquilo. Yes, um, <laughs> it's the best. I mean, yeah. I figured if it was if I was already across the pond, uh, why not? Why not, baby? Well, I think for me, someone that's been on my ra- my radar for about a year and a half to two years that I thoroughly enjoy, um, we've talked about him before on the podcast, but I think this is the year where um, maybe he gets his due. Uh, it's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. It's the product. Yeah. David Starr. Yeah. Um, He's kind of the ace of beyond with, with especially with Joey Janela hurt. They've had their they had their incredible series. Um, he got his match with Mike Quackenbush. Um, he's started being in PWG more often. He was wrestling overseas um, uh, with Matt Riddle as a tag team. Um, David Starr is outstanding. I think he's a CZW dojo coach now. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I I think that he blends everything you want in a wrestler. Uh, he's entertaining. He's got about 45 nicknames. He's got a great entrance. No um, he, can, he can chain wrestle. He can do the striking. He can do the strong style. Um, he does enough high flying. Uh, he'll get ugly with you. You want a hardcore, nasty deathmatch style thing he'll do it uh i i i really really like david star yeah next oh back to me again yeah dude snake draft oh. that's how it works baby i got an old guy for you all right and we saw me. him first in, in chikara and we were i know who this is gonna and be. we were kind of like you son of who bitch, is, this is we were like who is this guy damn it and then we saw him again in bola and we were like what oh maybe this is we were not talking about the same person Maybe we are. Puma King. Oh. How does a guy that big, and he's been wrestling for like 13 years, and he's really well-traveled and highly decorated, but how does he go that long wrestling that style, and we don't really know much? I mean, is that just a... Is that just telling us how far down CMLL has fallen? Maybe. Yeah. I think he continues to take West Coast states. I think that, I, I hope, and knock on plastic table, um, I think he would fit in really well with like a Lucha Underground. Yeah. And since they're kind of overhauling that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of run, a lot of those characters are but dead. A whole, a whole other family with the Puma King. Like the Puma Kingdom, as as that, you could bring like, uh, I mean, oh, that'd be great. I I, th- I think there's a lot there. He is out, his look is outstanding. The father of Prince Puma. He's huge. Like he is a legit big a guy. Big, big man. Um, 
I am a I'm a I'm a fan. Fair. That's I thought fair. this year um, Bola really. And a lot of people were kind of like, uh, they I don't know they they didn't feel like it had a lot of pop to it. Yeah. But to me, Bola was interesting because they brought a lot of people from all over the place, and they I think are setting the stage for what is going to come next. Yeah. That's fair. Um, this is a rather safe pick because he's already kind of been to the top of the top of the pops, but into the mountaintop. I feel like there's nowhere but up to go at this point for your friend and mine. Smooth sailing. Oh, Ashley Remington, aka Dalton Carolyn Castle. <laughs> yes, his middle name's Carolyn. We have decided. Uh, no, it was. It is. Hmm. It continues to be. Um, I love Dalton Castle with the passion of a thousand undying sons. Um, how could you not? I, I don't I don't know how. I don't know that his gimmick and his exuberance would translate beyond NXT, but man, could you picture him in NXT with the crop of people that they have down there now? As a foil for Adam Cole again, I just... Dalton Castle has the look and the stupid-ass strength of a man much bigger than his six-foot frame. Um, well, I think some of it, too, is just his ability to suplex people at an unbelievable rate and from a lot of different angles. Yeah. Just, I mean, unbelievable... Unbelievable athlete, unbelievable charisma. Um, absolutely, absolutely loved and love everything that Dalton Castle does. That's that's it. That's my five. I had a really hard time here. Why? You already my, did, didn't you do five? No. I did yeah, you four. did. You did one. I did one, two. You did two, three. I did three, really? four. You did four, five. And then I did I five. I feel like I only did four. You started, you started and I finished, no? No. We should have written this down. Yeah, well, tough shit. So I'm going to give two more. Uh, two more? Okay, all right. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm bad, bad account. Um, I thought really hard about putting Jonah Rock on mine. Okay. Who is basically, you know, if um, Jeff Cobb liked to fly a lot. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah Rock is a beast. Um. He's just, and a guy that big shouldn't be able to do a frog splash like that. That's true. I mean, just, man, he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Uh, But the person I would have went with, or I will go with, who I think is insanely talented, shocked they're not signed already um, to WWE contract, and I think is... Killing it elsewhere. Stokely Hathaway. No. What? Tessa Blanchard. Oh, yeah. Her heel level is 9,000. Yeah. That's a true story. <laughs> she is her father's daughter. Mm-hmm. With all the charisma as well of her stepfather, Magnum T.A. Daddy. Mm-hmm. So, Tessa Blanchard is special. I, I really do feel like that. Which shocks... Shocks me that she's not in her contract. Well, not with WWE. 
No, I don't even know if she's under contract with TNA. I don't under, under, under really understand she what TNA had, is. She had an impact contract at one point. I don't know if she's still signed there or not. That's interesting. I believe that she's their champion currently. Oh, really? She might still be. Wowie, wow, wow. But they also have Ty Valkyrie. They have, yeah, they have a ridiculous... They have Jordan Grace. Yeah, they have they a have, great uh, women's division. Um, I can't remember what her her non-WWE name is. Um, I think one of the things we can take away from any of this is the last year and a half has definitively been the year on that, that top-tier level, the year of, of, the, of the women. Yeah. They have routinely stole shows Left easily. Yeah. Um, and they continue to just build a talent pool that is like nothing we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, te- they had, I mean, uh, Rise, which I hadn't seen as much of until really this year. Um, Obviously, um, but they she won that Phoenix Championship um, against Mercedes Martinez, and it was like thirty minutes. And then Ooh. in October, they had they were like, "Well, the only way that we can settle this is a longer fucking Iron Man match." So they had a seventy-five minute Iron Woman match. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, to me, I think that Impact is no longer a second-class citizen with the way that they have been working. I mean, she also works down at the Crash, right? Isn't that uh, what's his face's uh, lucha promotion? Uh, Conan. Yeah, I think so. The Barbarian. He is Sumerian. He cannot cry, so I cry for I cry for him. Well, that's nice of you. Um, who's your last person then? You got numero five, or was that numero five? Tessa Blanchard would be my father. Okay. Um, so I just think her heel stuff is oh, she's so top. good. She's next level. Absolutely next level. Um, take a little break. Come back. Talk about five breakout stars on the local scene. And then maybe uh, do a little preview ski of, uh, of Encore. What do you think? I think there's going to be an Encore. I think. Which is different than a montage. If you want an Encore, then you should stand up and clap. Until we come back. Nice. He'll turn radio. Live from the mud. Individually wrapped, placed in neat little rows, becoming a piece of everything that grows. Some numbers, a name to indicate you played the game, came empty handed and left the same. A soul is a soul, and a shell is a shell. The border in between is full of everything you felt. Some cling to a cross because they're tired and lost. They leave it up to the weather to measure the cost. And every time I look within, I recognize the darkness. Familiar to the image of the artist staring at the bathroom mirror in a stranger's apartment. Can't remember her name, don't remember how I got here, but here I am. Thinking about death again, humbles out the stress, helps the breath get in. I need to check my friends as well as my next of kin to let them all know. I love them all until the end. When the soul begins to reap, I think she'll know me from the sleep. I keep caught in the corner of my bloodshot eyes. And if she has the nerve to let me dump a couple last words, I'm going to turn to the earth and scream. Love your life. Love your life. And we're back because you clapped. You demanded it. A second segment all about five breakout stars. We're not doing Snake this time because uh, King doesn't need to figure out how to pronounce 
Shinsuke Nakamura's name. Um, <laughs> I did get Ilja Dragunov really well. It's true. Time. That's a true story. Um, and I don't, I don't really know because I, I wasn't familiar. So, um, my number one probably doesn't come as a huge surprise. I've seen him do things that should not be humanly possible judging by my understanding of the laws of physics uh angel dorado i think steps out of airwolf shadow and establishes himself in singles competition this year um in a way that i don't think that we've we've seen many people kind of do wow you uh really know how to step on a guy's balls there hey no problem um because you said you were going to do one thing, and then you totally went another direction. <laughs> uh, because that was going to be my pick. Tough, now I'm going to rethink tough tooties. Uh, my entire way of thinking. Um, actually, for me, it's pretty easy to reorient. Steal, steal mine. Um, I am going with Swirsky. The Wizard King. Yeah. Or Invite. Um, it's no, it's no secret around here, He's around these parts. Guy. That that uh, he's a deathmatch guy, or that he is also a tabaxi warlock, warlock or that he's you know a he's a commentator, or that he shills blood smocks. But I think what really I, think I shill blood smocks. <laughs> smocks uh, I think you like it, don't steal it. I think uh, the thing that kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit gotten the chance to know Oren. I think we, we both have. Um, and the thing that... Impre- He's okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing that impresses me is he's just figuring out how good he could be. And he's just figuring out how to be good. Um, I think... That's good, yeah. One of the, one of the things that people forget is... You can have all the talent in the world, and you can have all the desire in the world, but if you can't figure out how to put them together, it doesn't really matter. Because you're always going to be missing different components in order to get kind of that overall picture. I think what Orrin has the capacity to do is tell stories. And he's willing to do that through sacrifice. And the other thing that we've seen is he's willing to do that to tell stories that don't just make him look good. Um, I think as he grows as a as an artist, as he grows as a person, as he grows as a performer, he's also growing as a leader in locker rooms because he also has the benefit of sitting under the learning tree of a lot of other guys at a lot of other places who are he's seeing some of the best of what they do and some of the things where he knows he shouldn't be doing um and i think you know he's trying exceptionally hard and the we've i know you've had many a conversation i know i've had many a conversation you know where he you know he expresses his thoughts on what he wants out of his time in wrestling. Um, and I think that's been one of the more eye-opening experiences um, that I've had. And I think 
for me, it's why I do think that 2019 is going to be his year. Um, I think that uh, not he's already, and you could say that 2018 was his year. I mean, he went over to Wisconsin and he's just been killing it. He's been all over the country and he's done amazing things. He's re- wrestled Nick Gage. He was in a match where Necro Butcher was the referee. I mean, he's he's drunk calling spots. Yeah, he's been. He powerbombed Cody Rice to a goddamn television. Um, That's true. Yeah. He's done, you know, all these things that are important to him. But I also think on the Wisconsin side, or excuse me, on the Minnesota side, he has the capability of doing some other things. And I think if he chooses to put as much time, effort, energy, and focus on it as he as he does... On the deathmatch end of things, the sky is the limit. I think he's a guy that um, he's finally finding the formula. Fair. Fair assessment. Um, I think that I'm going to surpass the the Airwolves and the JDXs. Um, I, I don't think I can put Airwolf on a list just because I kind of look at Airwolf and say... We could basically do an entire 30 to 40 minutes both yeah. talking about how amazing Airwolf is. I don't think I could do that long. Oh, I definitely could. I don't think I could. No. But I think that I think that those guys are going to continue to get opportunities now that they've established them themselves, now that they've kind of taken that step and really seized that. I think that the person that's left out of that conversation a little bit, even though he is... Um, he's wrestled in many different suits this year, um, is Brandon Gore. Um, Brandon Gore, I think, oftentimes overlooked a little bit in Showtime until he kind of stepped up and stepped out with Cal Creed. Um, He's always had the athleticism, but I think a lot like his... A couple other folks that I'll probably end up mentioning or you'll probably end up mentioning, he kind of found his his uh, stride a little bit beyond his Mr. Charisma uh, or Captain Charisma <laughs> moniker, um, beyond uh, B-Gore, 10%. Now. I mean, you should still use that, collar and elbow. Um, but, uh, but I, the moment that he stepped out and he and Cal teamed up in Showtime, I lost my goddamn mind because I knew that it meant he was going to have to kind of step out from behind that athleticism and really make strides. And he's continued to just impress the hell out of me all year. Like everywhere I've seen him, um, he does some amazing suplexing as we all know. Um, but really, really enjoyable and getting an opportunity, getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, but, uh, getting opportunities down in NXT, um, and, uh, and with the crew, the, uh, the cabana crew on, uh, on raw or the Congo crew, I guess, um, really exciting to see some of those guys getting opportunities. And I hope that he keeps, uh, keeps applying that, uh, 10% discount. I'm going to steal the next one quickly because I know because we're, not sna- we're not snaking, we're not snaking, okay. but I'm doing it because I know you'll take him next if I don't. Who's that? Um, Devin Monroe. Yeah. He's on my list. Woofta. You talk about like lightning in a bottle. Grabbing the world by the ass. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've seen a human being move 
that fluidly, that fast, like five matches in. Yeah. Um, Super impressive. Impressive, uh, to say the least. And he's just figuring it out. Um, that's the terrifying thing. I mean, he is going to be so good. I mean, and I think in six months we're going to be talking about him in a way that that um, we talk about Dorado, that we talk about Airwolf. Mm. You know, the the way that they do things so effortlessly. Yeah. Um, that the way that they move, that really changes the game. I think he he's that talented. Um, and his work ethic is right there with his talent level, which makes him even more special. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that seeing him in MAW, seeing him debuting in, in Showtime, um, I don't think it's... I, I think that he could be one of those guys that jumps into some of those first spot shows this summer yeah. and is, is real, real comfortable there um, and, and gets a really good following here locally. Um, I'll follow that up with someone that we both have a lot of admiration for and has been through, I think, a lot of setbacks. Yeah, this is my three, um, because I started out. So, um, no doubt, uh, hey, Seedsters, it's Sebastian Taylor. Yes. No doubt, um, stepping into the ring... Missing that debut, but being there for graduation, I like well up just kind of being a part of it. I mean, uh, Sebastian's a guy that we kind of met back row smarking at MIW as he was kind of talking about getting into training for wrestling and to see him kind of go through that and kind of having injury setbacks and maybe some of that uh, that youth playing a factor and kind of trying to just grit it out and, and then eventually having to take the time to, to kind of rehab and and go through all that, seeing him graduate, seeing him uh, kind of re-debut for the first time, and then just having a chance to see him commit to um, the very real betrayal of Riley Jackson, you dirty, dirty son of a gun, (laughs) Uh, literally. Um, I, uh, I could not be happier with the progress he's made, with the friends that he's keeping, with Heavy Metal Lore and Darren Corbin. Um, I don't think that you could ask for two better guys to help um, bring you along, but also to help uh, help kind of reinforce their strengths by kind of bringing your strength to that. So, Settle for Nothing, very excited for that. Sebastian Taylor uh, could not could not be happier for that, uh, that gentleman. Um, I will piggyback off what you just said and, and mine's heavy metal lore. Yeah. Um, another guy we've had a chance to know for a while, um, both from shows and then he's been on the podcast a couple times that someone we talked to, um, about kind of where he's at and we had a really interesting conversation with him. I don't believe it was on a podcast where he talked about kind of where he, things clicked. Yeah. And holy crap, have they clicked? Yeah. Um, Laura has kind of found himself and I don't think that that's translated everywhere just yet, but it's going to. And when it does, he has every tool 
and all the charisma to be the guy anywhere. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, he does things sometimes physically that are amazing. That I don't think a year ago he either had the confidence or maybe even kind of the the strength to do, but this last year has been monumental. And some of those feats of strength, whether it's kind of finding the right opponents or kind of understanding his opponents a little bit better and being able to do some of those that he's done that Cemetery Gates, just kind of deadlift, standing full rotation a couple times that have just blown our socks off. Uh, that, and I feel like his mic work, oh, he, yeah. he's figured, like, he has found himself, from a character perspective, um, where he knows when to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows I don't need to say a whole lot to say everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you add the guitar portion of it, you add, you know, sometimes, you know, having the band there, you add Lorben Cometh. Mm-hmm. You know, settle. You know, settle for nothing. You... Brina, I'm still upset by the way that Darren Corbin and or Heavy Metal Laura are not your one two. <laughs> I mean, Tom Waits is fine, but uh, he's no longer coming. I'm just saying. It's he is. Uh, I'm I'm super happy for him. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a better guy, and I think that he's on the cusp of something really impressive um, because. In heavy on, in showtime, um, he's you know he's in stables or in groups where he's he's with one of the best guys you could be with, yeah. who sees something special in him, and for us to get to see him in MAW, whether he wants to believe it or not, he's one of the guys, mm-hmm. you know. So we get to see like a shows. Where he's front and center, you know, mm-hmm. he is a big part of things. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's really a testament to where what he can be and who he can be. No doubt. Um, it had to happen sooner or later. She got national attention for kind of most underrated women wrestlers out there. Kara Noya. Kara had... We met Kara... When she was doing a seminar before a seven-star wrestling show, um, and I think she was still, you know, marching right along in marching band up at NDSU, and man, how amazing will it be in February to call No Love Lost when she takes on Mother Love and Jazz for for the Heavy On Wrestling Women's Championship? She's going like if Jazz still has. If Jazz still has the NWA Women's Championship, she, I think, will be the number two longest reign of all time, and Kara Noya will be stepping in that ring with that belt at the same time that she is competing, as she did in the inaugural match against Leva Bates uh, for that uh, Heavy On Wrestling. And she did that with a broken freaking flu gauge, because like, she had the flu or the fever or everything. <laughs> and she still stepped in... Came just up short, but from that match to this match, what a difference a year makes. And uh, I hope that she is on Rise shows. I hope she is on Shimmer shows. I hope that she is everywhere and anywhere she can be in uh, in 2019. And I think that that, without a doubt, will happen. So I'm keeping mine to folks who are based primarily in Minnesota. So Lil Nate... 
Valentine, Sierra, some of those, some of those folks who should be on everybody's list. Pick up the mixtape. They're uh, they're not on this particular list, but I would mention them just because Sierra's made more progress, I think, than I've Man, seen. Yeah, in that that Brooke, show at Neeson's Holy. Brooke Hello, is me. legitimately one of the best wrestlers you're going to see around. Stacy Shadows. Brooke and Stacy is something I would I would pay all the money for. Um, and Lil Nate was good at Fortune Mania. He was great at, at Black, Black Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Um, and he has the ca- capability to be great every single time you see him. Lil Prince Song Club. No big deal. <laughs> MTV The Ocho. Check him out. So my uh, three or my four? My four. My four is going to be easy. I hate him. Yeah. I hate him with the fire of a thousand dying suns. He's a young gun, Riley Jackson. You're going to say Dale Gagner. Um, Riley is the most natural heat magnet <laughs> that I've seen in a you really long time. You need to see time. him at MIW. I, I vehemently disagree that he, um, he can't be a good heel because he is... The mashup heel. of every ski movie plus John Hughes <laughs> villain from from the eighties and nineties ever. Um, he is he is all of the bad guys rolled into one. But he gets away from the wrestling. Face pop of face pops at MIW. Away from wrestling, kindest guy ever at wrestling. I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Sometimes I want to punch him in the face outside of wrestling. Eh, not as much. Um, <laughs> But he knows how to absolutely drive people up the wall to the point of riotous anger. Yeah. Um, The indignation that that comes out of people that he's able to stir. It's not Xbox heat. No. No. It's not go away heat. It is. Because the other thing I think that everyone realizes, he's that good. Yeah. He is legitimately that good. Um, he is something. He's something special, and again, I think he a lot like you were talking about Brandon Gore. Yeah, I think he's another person that is right on the cusp of moving into that JDX category of guys that I don't know how long he's going to be around. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Can we do honorable mentions before we get to number five? You had a yeah, couple I, honorable mentions. Yeah, I've got a couple as I, well. Oh, you already got them. I just mentioned people that weren't in the state. Oh, that's what counts. Those, those are yours. You don't get anybody else. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple people that are killing it on video stuff lately. We we talked about this kind of off the podcast. I absolutely love the work that Stonehenge does. Uh, I think that he is a... Uh, he is a promo savant uh, at the same time he is a promo throwback uh, and then the system and he's also gotten a lot better in the ring yeah like if you're talking about like guys who have stepped their game up this has been the year of Aiden Wake Leonard Literacy and friggin Stonehenge going back to the academy for those other two getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of work in Um, but uh, like I said Stonehenge the system, two guys I think that are doing a lot of promo work, um, putting a lot of work into that. Coda Jacobs kind of falls into that category as well, though he was doing that last year. Um, but really, I, I think that those two have stepped their game up, and 
Um, no matter who Stonehenge gets paired with, he can be on the dating game every week and get a new date every time because he's just that lovely. Um, he has made the most of that, I think, in a way that is um, really commendable. Um, which brings me to... Ain't nobody cut a stone, Stonehenge promo daddy. Like, like Stonehenge. Um, number five for me, I think... It's, t- it's tough to kind of, like, cut, cut this off at the knees a little bit. I am going to say someone that I think, aspirationally, I'd like to see have a huge year come out of something that I think was a really bad situation um, and turn it into something that could be potentially game-changing for him, and that's Nick Barber. Um, Nick Barber, uh, formerly Tomahawk Kid, possibly uh, new female protagonist of uh, Castle's uh, Nikki Heat series. Um, I think that he has all of the wrestling skills and could, I think, if embracing this new persona really shine. Nick's a really good guy. I think that there's some things that um, I think when you're too close to a situation, sometimes you don't always have the same perspective. And I think that there were some unfortunate things that happened as a result of his former character that some were kind of outside of his control. I think some, um, unfortunately just kind of, kind of played in based on kind of where that character was and how it, how it developed. But to me, I think that, um, regardless of where you fall on that, I think Nick is, Nick did his best to listen and to respond. And I think that this change ultimately is going to be something that he sidesteps a wall and could walk through a door and and move forward. Um, I think that he has... We talked about this previously. He bulked up, man. He has been hitting the gym. He's been making gains. I think that his in-ring work has continued. And I think that the unfortunate thing about the Tama Kid character is I don't know that it ever really allowed him to develop a real personality or rapport with the crowd beyond the kind of caricature um, and I think that that was one of the kind of drawbacks of it. I don't know if, if Nikki Heat is it, if that, if, if that's indeed it, um, it hasn't been kind of like officially rolled out. He might just be dabbling, but I do think that from the pictures that I saw, um, up at, uh, fully loaded, uh, RIP, rip in peace. Yeah. Um, a... again, uh, yeah, weird. Um, I think this could be a winner. I think that there's a lot of people he could team up with on the local scene, um, in tag teams, I think solo, he could hopefully find himself, and I really hope that he has a, a breakout year because I think that recommitting himself to to something new and um, and responding to fans and friends alike, I think um, I think that he kind of took that message to heart and is really trying to to kind of figure out what's next, and and I think that that's challenging and and difficult, but also uh, admirable, and I hope hope he comes out ahead um for for kind of responding to all that so that's my number five no big deal Oof. sorry that was kind of heavy that was a good one man thanks 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 king so my only way to buddy. respond to that is hey, buddy boy a tag team yeah give it to me 
The Renaissance Revolution. Yes. You capitalist dog. I knew you'd go for that. You're just in it for the hits, the bucks. Um, I do feel like Ricky has found the absolute yin to his yang yes. in Bill Williams. First of all, they're a perfect build. I, I, again, Ricky is is good in the ring. I think the thing that he does that people don't understand is that maybe as well, and even I didn't understand it until talking to some people that actually wrestled him, is he's willing to do anything. Yeah. Like, he'll do whatever. It is truly about what makes the most sense and is going to be entertaining. Um, he is an amazing performer, and it is the performance piece is always, gonna, is always going. Yeah. Um, I have the utmost respect and admiration for what he does. Yeah. Also, new shows... Found a new home yes. for the Renaissance Revolution. Honey in uh, northeast Minneapolis, right there, uh, just north of the river. Uh, Going to be real, real good. January 10th, I think, the first one. Got dates through April, I believe. So You, you can't keep the best man down. No, you can't. The best man. Maybe we do a little, uh, maybe we do a little uh, heel turn radio family preview review. Only if we're allowed. Only if we're ready. Only if we're, if we're gallery, gallery ready. ready. I would settle for being a gallery adjacent. <laughs> we should call it gallery adjacent. Oh, hey, Ricky, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, whatever. Um, I'll just send this to him. Uh, Ricky. Dearest Ricky. Uh, dearest Richard. Dearest Richard Norn. We here at the Heel Turn Radio family uh calmly and humbly beg your indulgence to create a new podcast specifically for the opportunity to learn underneath uh your tree of knowledge and partake in libations prior to the renaissance reviews at honey minneapolis by drinking upstairs and singing your praises uh sincerely yours your king ginger and and they all said amen. Um, I am also utterly and completely impressed with Bill Williams. Yeah, big cat. The size. <laughs> Revolutionary. The agility and that finisher. Yeah. The ghost of Rob Spear. Yeah, it was real Oof. nice. Real nice. Oof. You put those two together, and they have such a nice dynamic. They're both so well-spoken. They can grab a hold of a microphone. They can put the crowd in the palm of their hand. Um, I think they can make noise. You know, I do too. One of the things that we talked about uh, at the um, Wicked Wart Brewery mm-hmm. um, with George George yeah. um, was that Minnesota was a bastion of not just wrestling but of tag team wrestling. Yeah. And as someone who loves wrestling, I love tag team wrestling. I've, I I long for the days of the Crockett Cup. Uh, I really hope that now, as we're seeing this explosion of talent, that a lot of people won't look at being in a tag team as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and instead will embrace it. Being a tag team specialist is not just doing well with whoever you get paired with. Yeah, and make something of it and really make the scene something special with with everything it could potentially be. No doubt. I also want to bad, point out... Not a bad list. I also want to point out one other person that I know you and I have talked about um, probably off podcast because we haven't podcasted a lot um, without being at a show. Fair. Um, 
If you had told me that in the process of doing shows that I would find a wrestler that I was kind of eh on and over the, the arc of one of the best told mid-card feuds in the metro area over the whole state and I would then find myself thinking all the time where that I I hope this person's on the card I would have probably kicked you in the balls are we talking about an artist we are talking about an artist a third artiste third third artiste Uh, well Pete (laughs) has been a revelation yeah uh Beyond just being the greatest method actor of our time, um, it also goes into delivery, willingness to do whatever it took. Yeah. He took one of the nastiest apron powerbomb spots oh, I've ever seen. That was... Uh, Cut one of the best short promos in that Three Stages of Hatred. Yeah. Where it was libraries closed, bars open line. Yeah. Was absolutely stellar, like brought the house down. Yeah. People were losing their minds. Um, he, everything he's done, the dressing up in a bear costume to attack Mitch Paradise. That was amazing. Uh, everything he's touched in season two of MAW has been gold. No doubt. Uh, and I think that all has to do with the work he puts in mm-hmm. and his desire to be good and to know... A couple of our, our friends who wrestle make this abundantly clear. Guys who are real good and stay really good know, will aspire to be better, but know what they are on the card. Yeah. Um, I think Pete does that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to be good. He busts his ass to be good, but he knows, like, I'm going to make this spot on the card amazing. Yep. Um, and then when my opportunities come, I'm going to grab them. No doubt. Um, so I, this is from uh, King Ginger to you. Thank you, sir, because you were an absolute joy so far um, in 2018. Speaking of 2018, we'll take a little break, Ski, come back, talk about pretty much everybody we just mentioned and one other person that I think has been um, kind of tearing up his, his part on the card. Uh, we'll preview... Uh, the last wrestling show in Minnesota of the year before we roll into the uh, the old ye this, old Wrestlepalooza how season. How did this even happen? Uh, we'll talk about that coming up right after this on Heel Turn Radio, episode one sixty seven. Thought I saw you yesterday, but I didn't stop Cause you was walking the opposite way I guess I could have shouted out your name But even if it was you, I don't know what I would say We could sit and reminisce about the old school Maybe share a cigarette because we both fools Chop it up and compare perspectives Life, love, stress and setbacks Yeah, so you could tell me how hard you had it And you could show me all the scars to back it and we can analyze each complaint Break it down and explain these mistakes I make I like to tangle up the strings of the puppetry But you knew me back when I was a younger me You've seen Sean in all types of light And I've been meaning to ask you if I'm doing alright Yesterday was that you? Look just like you Strange things my imagination might do Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through Or am I just going crazy cause I miss you? Yesterday was that you? Look just like you 
We've been waiting patiently backstage, and so it's time for an encore. One last show this year. Uh, we had the mid-season finale. The best is yet to come from Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Turns out it was one night only out at Neeson's Sports Bar and Grill in Savage, Savage, Minnesota. Bunch of savages. Bunch of savages out there. Uh, eight wrestlers one night with a championship title shot on the line. Also, a savage street fight. Moses Mayhem, Stonehenge, coming to a head. Hoss, fight. Um, MAW Midwest All-Star Wrestling presents Encore. Last show we have on our calendar right now. Eight, <laughs> eight, there's no more room. Yeah, there's no, we, can't, we can't fit anymore. Uh, eight entrants. We talked about every one on our um, people to watch in, in 2019. Uh, Devon Monroe. Riley Jackson, Sebastian Taylor, Wild Pete, Angel Dorado, Ricky Norin, Karanoia, Heavy Metal Lore. Whew. These are like eight of the people that I've enjoyed their work of so immensely in in 2018. And I really, I, I don't know what the matchups are going to be. Um, We're just a humble announced team. I'm pretty just... happy. I'm actually pretty happy... I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're going to end up announcing what the matchups are. I kind of hope that they like randomize it, and we just like get get it that night. But that's me. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that in like kind of like this age of announcey stuff. But I think it'd be fun. You don't know what people are going to play for an encore. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, you they're gonna hit, they're gonna they're gonna play one of their big hits like a Savage Street Fight. Ding. If they do announce it, it should be like a set list. Oh, that'd be sweet. Um, oh, man, that's really cool. Um, that's right. I am very cool. Yeah, you're King Ginger. <laughs> very cool. Um, but a really fun card. Um, Orin Vite, the Wizard King, going to join us in some commentary. Pretty pumped about that. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we start this season like we ended it. Uh, obnoxious. We, we, obnoxious. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Neeson's last show was phenomenal. Great debut out there. Really happy to be back. Got a couple dates on the schedule, I believe, with MAW doing announcing out there um, in 2019. So $21 plus, $12 in advance, 15 at the door. It's happening December 29th, 2018. Um, yeah, out in Savage, Minnesota. 7.30 first bell. Somebody's getting a title shot. At Neeson's, do the pick out of, that. out of it, man. I Dorado, I, I, I Dorado or Kara. I just there's so many interesting matchups and pairings that could come out of uh, those eight people. Um, I don't, man, yeah, maybe those two. You? Well, Laura's been virtually unstoppable. This is true. However, one of the last losses he did suffer was in a triple threat to Dorado. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's not done well in triple threats. No, he is not. And I also, you know, Karis had Riley's number. Yeah. Riley's got to be a favorite. See, the well, thing Riley's about, had Sebastian's number, and Sebastian has yeah. had Riley's number. So there's been a lot of the guys and gals who are favorites in this Yeah. who have each other's number. Yeah. I think that leaves things wild, wild open. 
<laughs> That's a Freudian slip. Ding dong. What happens if we walk into 2019 and the artist formerly known as Wild Pete has a title shot? I, I don't know if he, if he like got things figured out with Universal or, or what. I think Pete could end up with a title shot. Hey, strange things have happened. Devon Rowe, I mean, ETA championship? We Real haven't quick. even... Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Imagine that as well. Does Ricky Norin bring Big Cat with him for insurance? I don't know. There's a lot of different ways this could play out, but um, when we got the call and they said, hey, you up for one more show this year? We were kind of like, we got three weeks off to do whatever we want after 12 straight weeks of shows? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, the Russell Wife calls. Just like uh, just like the chat. When uh, Henry Rollins says, hey, Bill, can we do one more? Can I always do one more? I always do one more. You don't call the rest of life. The rest of life calls you. That's a true story. Um, so says, get off your fat ass and <laughs> come do some commentary. The fat asses. Um, so yeah, I, this has been 2018 for us. I will probably have a probably have a we'll have a MAW. We'll have an encore uh, live MAW live podcast. We'll have the big heel turn wrestling hullabaloo. Um, Radio hour or something. I don't know. Um, maybe do some karaoke. Maybe do some uh, drinky poos or maybe do some some uh, bocce or axe throwing. I don't know what we're gonna do. the The world is our oyster. In twenty nineteen, uh, we're gonna shuck the hell out of it. Yeah, shuck the system. Ooh, new heel turn radio shirt. <laughs> um, so I, I already see this new DDT D and DDT shirt. Here. Oh, it's really. You're putting it's together. Really sweet. It's really sweet. Um, for those DDT for those sure. listeners who uh, have followed us on that strange tasty boys, strange tasty boys journey. Hell yeah! Um, lots of fun stuff coming up. That's been such a weird thing. It's been great. Uh, so yeah, thanks to everybody in the heel turn radio uh, listenership. Me, thanks to the whole family. Me, yeah. Thanks Ultimate Warrior. Thanks Miss JL. Thank you, official, junior, senior official, Clark Feldman. Um, thanks to John Maddening for coming out to a lot of dive clubs this year. Uh, thanks to everybody else who's come out there. Yeah. Uh, thank you to, man, thanks to Nick Karen. Thanks to Diamond Dave. Um, it's been a real joy to, to work with you guys. Thanks to everybody who's been on the podcast this year. Um, wowie, wow, wow. Who else to thank? Thanks to Midwest All Star Wrestling for believing in us. Thanks for thanks to Showtime Championship Wrestling for for asking me to do announcing. I I love wearing my jacket around the house and uh, and reflecting fondly on my times in the ring. Uh, I had to hang up. I had to hang up that uh, that. But I still got the golden uh, still got the golden microphone. We're good. Um, thank you to Heavy on Wrestling. Thanks to Dave and John and Eric for. Uh, for believing in us and, and having us uh, do guest commentary for Fortune Vania, which is a real treat, and then to ask us back for for uh, Black Sunday, uh, it was I I got to call a jazz match. I there were so many good matches that night. Lil Nate and JDX, um, that chain match was crazy. The triple threat was amazing. Uh, Airwolf and Matt Seidel was one of my favorite matches I've ever seen live. Um, I got to call a jazz match. It was. Yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of completely blown away by And then the that. first match they announced is Jazz vs. Karanoia. 
Oh, I'm the opposite of paranoid right now. Um, it's been a really, really fun year. Thanks to your better half, lovely Cassandra, for uh, jumping in the party wagon with us for some shows. Our crew. Um, yeah, thanks to delicious hot bod Dougie Little. Thanks to... Uh, Casual Pat. Casual, casual Z. Casual, <laughs> casual Z. Z has usurped your name, Doug. Yeah. yeah, thanks to Casual Z for coming out to a lot of shows. Thanks to El Randy Del Rojo. Um, thanks to Nasty Nate, as always. Thanks to all the D&DDT crew, uh, Ironhide Calum. Um, thanks to The Ringer, Nasty Nate. Um, thanks to Warrior for jumping on that. Thanks for Hey, thanks to Riley for like jumping in and giving a shot. You know, I think that it takes a lot to say, like, hey, like I'll give that a shot. You know, um, that's, a, that's a jumping in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, absolutely. The table's always open for people that are interested. Hey, uh, thanks also to Silverback. Um, yeah, so wow. Silverback Mike has been great. Um, just kind of picking up the camera for MAW and doing all that, but also just being a really great stand-up dude. He's he's ridden with us a couple times and and um, really just a nice, humble dude. And, and I hope that he can get back to to kind of what what his dream is as well. Um, and hopefully we'll be talking about him on the on the list for 2020. Jesus, we live in the future. I uh, love the future. I just want affordable um, Nike uh, Air Air Fasten uh, shoes. I'm not even worried about the hoverboard anymore. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen in my lifetime. I just want the shoes to be affordable and not like $1,500. You know, I don't, I don't like tying Velcro or, or laces. This is where we're at. So if anybody can hook us up with some like wrestling boots like that or something, um, that'd be dope. That'd be real dope. Uh, I'm just laughing that you said I don't like tying Velcro. Yeah, I don't. So shout out to my boy, Lil Prince SoundCloud, Lil Nate. Yeah, yeah. Pick up uh, that uh, ice cold mixtape out of the trunk of his car. It's ice cold because it's been in his car all show long. This has been Heel Turn Radio, episode 167. Uh, we got names for it. <laughs> tying Velcro, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> kind of sounds like tying Velcro. I'm off on a tangent now. You are just... Are you super tired? I am super tired. I can tell. The semester is over, and I just have finished some grading, so... Yeah. Um, well, I'm proud of thank you. Thank you to your King Ginger. Um, we are riding this road together, and it is lumpy and bumpy sometimes, but it also... Smooth and creamy. Sometimes chunky. It's peanut butter. And you just don't know it yet. We're just like the funks. Forever! 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 Red Heart! He'll <laughs> turn the radio forever! Forever! Red Heart? Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! was a rich man, I'd buy you some shoes, tall boots for all the dirt you walk through. What would that do? Enable you to deal without schooling you on how to touch what's real? And if I was a smart man, I'd tell you everything that I knew. I'd give it to you every time you need a talking to. But what would that do? Teach you my guidelines so you could be a cheerleader at your game on the sidelines? And if I was a driver, I'd keep my headlights on to see the difference between right and wrong. I'd wear my seatbelt even when I'm in park, because I don't trust the other fools that cruise through these parts.
parts. And if I was a better cook, I'd hook up a feast, set a table full of food for the children to eat. I'd encourage the nourishment so we can breathe with the knowledge that we got something accomplished. And if I was Santa Claus, I'd fight for the cause. Wouldn't expect nothing in return. I'd give you everything you want. I'd be everything you need. You could take my hand and I could take the lead. And if I was an honest man, I would stop writing songs. I'd break for a nervous breakdown for breakfast. Tell everyone I knew to stay away from making music. Ain't nothing but a confusing mess. And if I was you, I wouldn't hear a word I said. Wouldn't trust nothing that started up inside my head. I'd make a conscious effort to live instead of trying to kill the monsters that reside underneath the bed. And if I was a hurt man, I'd find a way to put my faith into a woman that could take me from today. Maybe I need somebody that could save me from the parts of myself that keep making me crazy. And if I was a wise I'd climb to the top of the mountain peak to think about strength versus weakness. I'd find a point that rests a couple of feet above your head and figure out how I could try to help you reach it. And if I did have a choice, I'd never want to live forever. Just let me have a voice so I can make my points. I can't imagine running a race with no finish line. Just let me keep my pace and make the most of my time. I love giving, but I'm bad at receiving. The truth is I'd prefer to be the one bleeding. But I'm a paranoid that stays between play and work. Cautious and aware, because I'm afraid of being hurt. Which brings me to the issue, and that would be this. How often must I ask myself why I exist? I feel like a freak. This world is a circus. Just trying to find myself as well as my purpose. And if I was Santa Claus, I'd fight for the cause, wouldn't expect nothing in return I'd give you everything you want, I'd be everything you need And you could take my hand, and I could take the lead And if I was Santa Claus, I'd fight for the cause Wouldn't expect nothing in return I'd give you everything you want, I'd be everything you need And you could take my hand, and I could take the lead I got nothing but gifts, keep it up in my wits Got me drunk on the fifth, and now we stuck in the ditch And as dumb as it gets, I'ma run you some fips I wanna touch your lips, I wanna rub your hips Put a glove on the fist, for the love that exists We'll keep bumping the hits to get my bucket of chips From the bloods and the crips, to the skateboarding chicks Put the atmosphere on your Christmas wish list I got nothing but gifts, keep it up in my wits Got me drunk on a fifth, and now we stuck in the ditch And as dumb as it gets, I'ma run you some fips I wanna touch your lips, I wanna rub your hips Put a glove on the fist, for the love that exists We'll keep bumping the hits to get my bucket of chips From the bloods and the crips, to the skateboarding chicks Put the atmosphere on your Christmas wish list